The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. Good morning, church. It's great to be with you again on this significant Sunday. It's Vision Sunday. Uh, for our regular PCC people, you know uh, that this is the week when we consider what God is putting on our heart for the next ministry year, how He's leading us forward as a church. Um, and, uh, and it's just a significant time for us to take stock of where we've been uh, and what God's been doing in our lives and in our hearts and consider what, what God is wanting to do and how God is wanting to lead us into this next season. If you're joining us uh, for the first time or you've been connecting with our church community and we're yet to meet you, this is a great Sunday for you to be joining us because you get to hear firsthand, I guess, our vision and our mission uh, as a church, who we believe God is calling us to be at a very core level. Uh, you'll get a, hopefully a bit of insight into the heart of this church, which might help you if you're looking for a church, if you're uh, looking and considering PCC as being part of your, um, uh, being a part of our faith community and joining our community, uh, then this hopefully will be a really, really helpful uh, session for you to be a part of. And over the next few weeks as well, as we engage more with our vision and, and the theme that God's putting on our heart. So I encourage you to keep coming back over these next few weeks, uh, which will hopefully give you a really good insight as to who we are as a church. Well, it's been a really challenging year for us. Uh, so much has changed, particularly in the last six months, um, uh, in how we do church. And we've all had to grow and adapt and innovate and change uh, lots of different things. And I'm just so grateful and thankful for our leadership team, our elders, um, our board, uh, our ministry directors, our connect group leaders who've just really stepped up in enabling Dash and I uh, to lead PCC confidently through this time and been a real support and an encouragement to us. We're really also so thankful for our online team uh, that have just been so helpful in putting uh, our online services together to all the people who've contributed in different ways. Uh, it's just helped us continue to care for one another, uh, to be growing spiritually, to be connecting with God in worship and around God's Word. And so I really appreciate uh, their diligent and faithful uh, hard work over the last six months and certainly moving forward as well. And so uh, it brings us to this point in time as we consider the future and where to from here, or what's next for PCC. And in church circles at the moment, there's a lot of talk uh, about church being different on the other side of COVID. Why the, while there's not a lot of clarity as to how different church will be and, and what church will look like, there's a lot of conversations about church, churches having a lot more of an online presence, churches maybe meeting in smaller gatherings, in homes and not in larger gatherings anymore, um, significant changes in how uh, staff are structured and leadership is structured. There's a lot of different things that are, that are going around and, and that's led our leadership and our eldership team to prayerfully consider God, what are you saying to us? What are you saying to PCC in this moment? And over and over again, we've come back to the conviction that God is calling us, along with many other Christians right now, to make the most of this opportunity to dig deep 
in Him, to really grow our roots deeper into the soil of God's Word and His presence in worship, in prayer, um, and, and in community to as much to the degree that we can. Uh, this is a really, uh, it feels like a real sifting time for a lot of people, a time where God is exposing uh, what's in our hearts in a lot of ways. And, and maybe we'll be surprised or have already been surprised at some of the things that we're finding about the state of our own heart. And we just feel that as, a, as an eldership team, uh, that God is calling us to keep pressing into Him in this time, to really digging deep in Him and, and growing and maturing in our faith. And so, uh, as we've been praying for us as a church, um, that's the sense that we really feel. And Acts 2 um, has been a, a significant passage for us as we've been thinking more and more about uh, our, our church and what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, Acts 2 verses 42 uh, to the end has been so formative in our thinking about what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ. And so I want to read this to you because it's quite interesting and very, very relevant and pertinent for our moment right now in history. It says this, They devoted themselves, speaking of the disciples, to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, what's interesting is as you read this description of what the church, the early church was, there's really only two things that have changed in this COVID environment. And it's, it has to do with gathering together. It says all the believers were together, verse 44, and that they met together in the temple courts. Now, we can't do those two things. But the interesting thing is that everything else we can still do in COVID. We can devote ourselves to the teaching of Scripture, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer, to generosity, to hospitality, to spirit-empowered ministry and mission. All of those things stay true. And as an eldership, that's what we really sense, that God is calling us not, not just to think about how we do church differently, because we have to, but to actually focus on being the church, being God's people, whether we meet together face to face or we're scattered in our homes. And so our vision remains the same. And that is to see our city and the nations transformed by the good news of Jesus. That does not change. And our mission remains the same because we're actually convinced that it is people who encounter Jesus and who are personally transformed and maturing in their faith and growing in the knowledge of God and growing in the likeness of, likeness of Jesus that will bring transformation into their communities, into their families, into their workplaces and into the world at large. We genuinely believe that this is God's heart, that as we, as our mission statement says, by God's grace, seek to follow Christ and seek to love His church and seek to serve our city as we grow in our commitment to do those things, we will experience the transforming work of God in our hearts by the Spirit that will lead to community transformation. And so we believe that none of that changes. That is our mission and that is our vision. And so the, the word that God's been putting on, on my heart for our new ministry year is the word forward. Forward. 
And the sense I have in my heart is that God is calling us to press on, to keep moving forward in Him, to keep digging deeper into Him, to keep keep growing in our faith, to keep experiencing Him in new and living ways. And the passage, the key passage that God's been leading me to is Philippians chapter 3. And this is a really well-known passage. And so I encourage you, if you have your Bibles or you want to turn in your devices, to turn to Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to just go through this passage and I want to highlight a few thoughts from here that I think are relevant and significant for us as we move forward as a church into our new ministry year. So Philippians chapter 3 verses 7 to verses 14 even though particularly I want to focus on verses 12 to 14. So here we go. But whatever were gains to me I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I, cons- I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on, there's our key phrase, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let me pray and we'll jump into it. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to look back and remember, Lord, how you've been at work at PCC. And thank you for this opportunity to look ahead and and really sense what you're saying to us as a church and how you're calling us to move forward as a church community. And Lord, I pray as we come around this passage of Scripture that you will encourage us, that you will challenge us, that you will stir our hearts around this word forward, around this idea of pressing on together that we might be the people of God that you're calling us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, some some thoughts. The first thing I want to share with you that as we think about moving forward in our ministry is to keep knowing Jesus as the goal. Keep knowing Jesus as the goal. Um, Over and over, Paul talks about considering what it used to be like. He uses accounting language to say, I consider, I consider, I consider over and over again. And what he's considering is his previous religious practices. And he considers how Christ, knowing Christ, is infinitely greater than all of his religious practices of his past. And I want to encourage us as a church, let's not lose sight of what the real goal is. It's so easy for us to long for going back face to face and meeting together and doing church the way we used to. But that's not the goal. That's not the objective. The objective is to know Jesus, to know Christ. Because Paul says here over and over again, that is infinitely greater than everything else. So much so that I counted garbage. I counted as rubbish 
compared to knowing Jesus. And I want to say to you, no matter how good your church experience was, no matter even how good your spiritual practices are, no matter how much you enjoy worshiping together and, and hearing the Word of God preached along your brothers and sisters and enjoying morning tea, morning tea together and all those things that we miss, if they don't take us to the place of knowing Jesus more, then it's a waste of time. It's to miss the mark. It's to focus on the wrong thing. The story is told of a guy called Matt Emmons. He was a, an Olympic gold medalist in the rifle shooting in 2004, and he was set to win another event at Athens. He had a commanding lead and hoped to make a direct bullseye on his last shot. But what was interesting is that when, when Matt Emmons took his shot, he hit the bullseye square on. The only problem was that it was on the wrong target. It was not his target. It was on the target next to him. And sometimes we can fall into that trap. And particularly in the environment we're in, where we're missing and longing for something, we can long for a spiritual practice or something that we just enjoy or something that we would prefer and miss the real goal. And I want to challenge us as we think about moving forward in this new ministry year to keep our eyes on the real goal, which is to know Christ. Because as Paul says here, that compared to knowing Christ, everything else is secondary. Everything else is secondary. And so I want to say to you, maybe online church isn't really your preference. And maybe online Zoom connect groups or morning teas or communion or whatever it is doing church in the way we're doing is not really your preferred option and you're not really engaging well and that's okay we totally understand that and we're not you know going to give you a hard time about it what i am going to challenge you about though is do you know christ are you pursuing Christ in whatever way in this season? Are you moving forward in your relationship with knowing Jesus more, with knowing God more? However you do that, whatever that looks like, that's the real target. And I want to encourage you, keep your eyes on that goal. As much as we long for doing things the way we used to, let's long like Paul does here to know Jesus more. The second thing I want to share with you from this passage is the challenge for us as we're moving forward is just that, to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Over and over in this passage, Paul brings out this truth. I keep moving forward. I, I look back and I consider the, the past, but I, I know that I'm not there yet. The, the impression that Paul gives you that this thing of knowing Christ, this journey of knowing Christ, never ends. It just keeps going and going and going. will only end either when he goes to glory, as he says, that to, when he attains the resurrection from the dead, verse 11, or as he goes on to say towards the end of the chapter in verse 20 and 21, uh, 21 uh, when, the, when Jesus comes back again, that's when this knowing of Jesus will come to consummation and fulfillment. Until then, we keep moving forward. We keep moving forward. And notice what he says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it yet. I'm not there yet. But one thing I do, he says, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. See, I want to say to you, PCC, that God's purpose for us is not behind us, but it's ahead of us. It's in moving forward. Here's an interesting thought. In Scripture, there's only two reasons we're given where God calls His people to look backwards. One is to remember where they've come from, to remember um, who they were before God intervened in their life. 
The second reason is to remember all of God's faithfulness in the past. We see that with the children of Israel. We see throughout the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament, this call to look back, to remember God's goodness and God's faithfulness and to give Him thanks for His work in the past. What we're never told and we never see in Scripture and that never seems to end well is when we look backwards and long for the life that we once used to have. And that was the problem that the children of Israel continually experienced in the wilderness. They kept looking back and longing for the life that they once had. Now, there's something about the past that makes us nostalgic. We, we, we sometimes look back and we long for what we once had. Uh, I know that sometimes our, our kids do that when we look at baby photos and we look at you know family videos of things that you know we did when they were little kids. I know uh, our kids, particularly Micah, sometimes says, "Oh, I long to be back there. I long to have the simplicity of life that I once did. I long to be a baby, or I long to be in primary school or high school or whatever." And we we all do that from t- time to time. But the challenge is that if we long for that and we want to live back there, back there, we miss all of the things that God is doing in our lives here and now and all of the things that God is wanting us to do in the next season. And sometimes we have to remind our kids, yes, but if you were a baby, do you know that you couldn't do this and you couldn't enjoy this and you, you certainly wouldn't know this, certainly wouldn't have experienced this. And then they kind of go, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and sometimes we get stuck when we're in these moments of missing something of us longing to go back to the way things were. And I've heard many people say, I can't wait to go back to doing church the way we used to. And I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you to think differently about how God is at work in your life. Because God's call is for us to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. See, yes, I understand what people are saying. I can't wait to go back to doing church the way we did. And, and there's something that, yes, I think we, we miss right now. But I want to say to you that church might look and feel very different when we do go back to meeting face to face after COVID. Not because we might necessarily do things differently, although we might, but I'm hoping that it will look and feel different because we're different, because we've changed, because we've grown, because we've matured, because we've encountered God in new ways, because we've been pursuing God and moving forward during this time, that we're not stagnant and sitting still and waiting for something to change, but we're actually pressing into God and laying a hold of all that He has for us ahead of us And we've grown and we've moved forward and we've shifted so that when we do go back to meeting face to face, it will be different. It will look different. It will feel different. And we will engage with God and one another differently. And that's my heart for us in this next ministry year, in this season that we keep determining in our hearts to not long to go back, to not even stay stuck and stagnant in the here and now, but to keep pressing in, pressing on in God and keep moving ahead, knowing that this journey of knowing Jesus will continue for the rest of our life, will continue until Jesus comes back, will continue because there's so much more of Jesus to know. The last thing I want to share with you, the last challenge and encouragement is uh, as we think about moving forward in this next ministry, I want to encourage you and challenge you to make the effort. Make the effort. Yes, 
knowing Jesus, knowing Jesus more is our ultimate goal. And that's what we want to be about and think about as a church, individually and corporately. How can we grow in knowing Jesus more during this time? Yes, we want to keep moving forward. We don't want to keep looking backwards and, and longing for something that once was. We want to keep moving forward in the purposes of God, forward in the will of God, forward into the inheritance that God has for us in front of us. And that's going to take effort. That's not going to be easy. It's not going to be convenient already. There's a lot of discomfort around doing church this way. Already there's frustration. Already there's grief and sadness and it's legitimate and we ought to grieve those things. And we can fall into the trap of not wanting to make the effort. But notice Paul's language here. He changes from the the metaphor of an accountant to the image of an athlete. And he says things like, I press on to take a hold. He says, not that I have taken hold of it yet, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is head. The image that Paul has is of an athlete whose every fiber and muscle and every part of his being is, is straining towards reaching out and laying a hold of all that God has for him. And I want to encourage us to make the effort, to to be willing to go the distance, to be willing to put up with the inconvenience, to put up with the frustration, to put up with the awkwardness, to put up with the difficulties and keep pressing in to make the effort of growing in our faith in God. You see, I want to say to you, PCC, I want to say to you, all of you that are watching, God is not limited by COVID. God's purpose for you and for your life is not limited by COVID. God has more for you. God wants you to know Him more. God wants you to encounter His love and His presence and His power in, in new and, and powerful ways during this time. It, it's, it's crazy for us to think that God can only work through a particular type of church gathering or a particular kind of way. God wants to work in your life here and now in this moment and moving forward sometimes we miss that and I want to encourage you to make the effort to grow to learn to adapt in your own personal journey of faith so that you can encounter God in new and living ways I want to also you know encourage you that the Holy Spirit is not limited by COVID and Jesus said that this life that he came to give us is, is found in, Jesus, in, in the Holy Spirit. It's found in the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that grows us in our knowledge of God and that conforms us to the image of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. And so I want to encourage you to press into the Holy Spirit during this time, to really lay a hold and, and get a hunger for the Holy Spirit, for more of Him. Because the Holy Spirit isn't limited by us gathering together because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is in us. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would be with us and He would be in us. And the Holy Spirit's power and presence and His work in your life transcends any particular form of church gathering. So I want to encourage you, press in and press on and, and make the effort to grow in God and to encounter God in new ways during this time. See, the real danger for us at this moment is atrophy. It's atrophy. And that word means decline, degeneration from disuse. It's, it's spiritual lethargy. The real danger for us in this moment, in this season, is complacency and comfort. We've gotten comfortable with doing church this way. And we've settled in, in, in our hearts to this new reality. And, and, and slowly but surely, in some ways, our hearts might be growing colder. And it's going to take us effort to push against that and to keep growing in God. I remember some time ago, a long time ago now, I injured my knee and was on crutches for a while. 
Uh, it was a basketball injury. And one of the things I noticed is how much my muscle withered, my muscle in my left leg withered from just lack of use. And, and it's not till I, was, I got off my crutches and I was able to use it again and I had to go to physio and put it under strain and exercise it and stretch it and, and build it up again that it returned to normal. And that's the challenge for us in this moment, to beware spiritual atrophy. And so I wanna encourage you, make the effort. Make the effort. You see, meeting together online, it's not ideal and it's not comfortable and it might not, it's comfortable, but it not, might, might, might not be our preference and, and meeting together face to face might be awkward and challenging and it's, it might be easier for us to just go, you know what, I'm not gonna bother, it's too hard. The travel time now again is too hard and I wanna challenge you whatever church might look like to make the effort whatever you need to do personally and spiritually to grow in God make the effort whatever you need to do to stay in community to stay in contact to to the extent that we uh, that we can given government regulations that we focus and put in the effort to care for one another to encourage one another to pray for one another to be in contact with one another to be in relationship with one another and to whatever capacity we have to grow in God personally to devote ourselves as Acts chapter 2 reminds us to devote ourselves to the reading of scripture to prayer to worship to being in community to walking in the spirit to hungering and thirsting after God make the effort because Paul reminds us in Philippians 3 it's worth it the surpassing knowledge of Jesus is worth it. Last thought. This all seems like hard work, pressing on, straining toward the goal. This athletic image sounds really tiring and really wearisome. And there is a sense of that. And I feel that in our hearts as a church, that there is a sense of weariness in our soul. And Paul gives us two things here that I trust will grip our hearts and encourage us to keep making the effort. One of them is the vision of the future. You know, Paul says that God calls us heaven, heavenward. Verse 14, I press on towards the goal. What is that goal? To win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Keep the future in mind. No matter what the uncertainty of our world might be. No matter the chaos and the, and the craziness of living in this moment in time. Keep your vision that this is not the end, that we're on a journey and that God's call for us as His people is heavenward. And we have this eternal hope and this security to empower us as we make the effort and we strain in growing in our knowledge of God here and now, knowing that it will be fully realized that one day we will see, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, face to face. We will see Jesus face to face and our deepest longings will be satisfied. Let's keep our, our eyes fixed on that heavenly vision that one day we will be with Jesus forever and see Him and know Him as we've never seen or known Him before. The second thing that Paul tells us here, which just has really impacted my heart, is in verse 12. He says, But I press on to take a hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You see, before you strain, before you strive, before you press on, before you try to take a hold of anything, it's, it, we can do that is because Jesus has first taken hold of us. 
You see, the Bible says in Hebrews 12 that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Well, what was that joy? What, what made it such a joy for Jesus to endure such suffering and, and, and torment on the cross, to endure God's wrath for our sin, to be separated from his Father? For us, what joy? It's the joy of us knowing him. It's the joy of us being in glory with Him. It's the joy of us seeing Him face to face and being with Him forever, as Jesus says in John 17. That's the joy. And that is what ought to propel us forward as we remember what Jesus endured for us, what Jesus sacrificed for us, all that He was willing to do in order for us to know Him, to make Him known, to walk with Him, to abide in the vine, to know God, to be in God's family, to know the fullness of life that He came to give. That's what Jesus took a hold of us for. It's so that we might know Him and know Him fully. And so I encourage you in this season as a church, individually and corporately, let's set our hearts on this journey, on this pilgrimage of moving forward into Christ, of knowing Him more, of, of moving forward regardless of the circumstances and challenge, of being willing to put in the effort to press in and lay a hold of, lay a hold of all that God has for us now and in this next ministry year. Will you join me? Will you, will you get on board with, uh, with us together? Will you devote yourself? Will you be a part and contribute what you can as we together as a church community move forward in this new ministry year? I pray and I hope and I trust that your answer will be a resounding yes. It will be an affirming yes, a commitment that you're making in your heart to move forward into God's purposes for us as a church together. Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes and Take a moment to reflect and then I'll pray for us and close. Father God, thank you that knowing Jesus is a never ending journey or a journey that will end when we finally see him face to face and we will know him as we are known. Thank you, Father, that throughout this life there is more of you, more of Jesus to know, more of your life for us to experience, more of your love for us to encounter. There is more. And Lord, that you are calling us as a church to keep pressing into you and moving forward. Father, Paul makes it clear that this is going to take effort. And Lord, right now in this environment, in this space, it is challenging and it is hard and it is frustrating and it is inconvenient. But Lord, I pray that you'll grip our hearts with a vision of the reason you, you took a hold of us for this very reason, that we might know you, Father, that we would not lose sight of that, that we might know you. And Lord, that we would not focus on the wrong things. We would not sit and wait, Lord, to be able to do the things that we once did. But Lord, that we would set our hearts on knowing you, that we would keep moving forward into all that you have for us in this new ministry year. I pray that your blessing will rest on us as a church. You'll give us wisdom, Lord, as we navigate the uncertainty of the future. And that your Holy Spirit will transform us individually and Lord, collectively as a church family, that on the other side of COVID, whenever we're able to meet together, whenever, Lord, that might be, that church will be different because we will be different, because we will have grown, because we will have been transformed, because we would have learned things in this moment of history, in this moment of time, in this journey that will forever alter the way we do church together in the future. 
Will you keep working in our hearts by your grace, reminding us of all that Jesus endured for us, that we would, Lord, resist the temptation of being comfortable, of, Lord, pursuing convenience, and, Lord, that we would press on and press into you and lay a hold of the life you came to give us in Jesus. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.